I'm here with Jen Martin from MindTech. Um, and you've been demonstrating Oxford VR stuff, which is always the thing that gets people tweeting more <laughs> at a conference than anything else. Oh, I'm going to have a go at the VR. How's it been? It's been really good. It's been great to show something that is now starting to be trialled in the NHS and get the perspectives, particularly of practitioners. Because although uh, Game Change is being trialled in secondary services for uh, people with experience of psychosis, it's clearly I think is, has some application to IAPT and there was a lot of excitement about that. People could see how it might really help people with social anxiety in particular mm -hmm. and other anxiety disorders. So Dan Freeman from Oxford mm -hmm. I guess was the researcher that kind of started this all off and he published two or three really impressive small trials um, using virtual reality to help people with the fear of heights um, and other kind of phobias um, and like ridiculously good NNTs, there's like mm. an NNT of 1.1 or something. Mm. So, you know, your chances of recovering from this intervention are almost 100%. Mm. Um, small sample, but still really <laughs> impressive. Um, so, you're using it now with a much more um, challenging condition, people with psychosis, and trying to help them with social anxiety and mm. getting out of the house. So, just give us a picture of how. Mm the VR actually works to do that? Mm. So the the project, I mean, it was amazingly exciting being given this big grant 18 months ago. So it was £4 million grant from NIHR, their I4I programme. It was the biggest grant they'd ever given out. So the first year of the project, which we just finished, which, which was about turning a research intervention, which Daniel Freeman at Oxford had been using, into something that was, in a sense, ready, a product ready for the NHS. And so we've been working with the Royal College of Arts and lots of people with lived experience um, facilitated by McPin to create the scenarios within the VR so what are the scenarios and the social situations that people have difficulty engaging in so they we've created six different ones and that aim to have a spread of a wide range of things so things like from leaving your house and walking down the street to going on a bus going into a cafe a GP surgery a pub um, and a corner shop and so they, all of the scenarios, people can choose to do you know, one all the way through or a few, depending on the difficulties they have. And there's a virtual coach within the program who takes you through the scenarios, the increase in intensity in terms of the tasks you have to do, the amount of people in the scenario, whether or not they're looking at you, engaging with you. So a really good example of one in the GP scenario is that in sort of higher level is... Uh, you're waiting at the receptionist's desk for your appointment and there's somebody in front of you um, and they start getting very angry with the receptionist about something and it's that thing of it, it, it sort of it kicks off and it's not anything to do with you but you slightly get drawn into it um, and it's about how you deal with that issue uh, of knowing that things can happen, tempers can get raised but you're able to cope with that but, and, and realise that it's not, you're not threatened by it, you're not in danger. And you're rolling this out in secondary care across the country as part of a big trial. Yep. So presumably you're having to train a lot of people to do this intervention. Yeah. Is that a big challenge? That yeah. must be a big challenge. It, it is a massive challenge and that's what's great about us having um, been involved with this project for the last year and that's Mindtech's role really is where's it going to be delivered, who's going to be supporting it, because it's not self-supported, it's, it's within specialist services, a member of staff will be there all the time. So one of the big questions that we had was who will be that member of staff? So we know that there aren't enough clinical psychologists to do that, they're all very busy. So what the work that we've shown is, is shown that both staff and um, patients would really like it if the people supporting it have their own lived experience. So um, in a number of the trial sites, peer support workers are going to be supporting it. 
and that's great because they're a, a new sta- uh, group of staff. Uh, their role is still somewhat undefined, but it does require a lot of training and having to make sure that that training about VR is is um, integrated into the training that the trusts are giving. So it is a, a, a work in progress. We're still working out exactly what kind of training people need, who should be delivering that training, and, and making sure that people are confident to be able to not only deal with the clinical issues, but also the tech issues. Like what happens if it doesn't work, if one of the sensors breaks, um, if you need to install an update on the laptop, all these sorts of things. So that's really what we're looking at. How are you measuring the possible harm of the intervention? Uh, well, I think uh, in terms of like a normal clinical trial, uh, looking at potential adverse effects and uh, investigating those, uh, reporting them, and then ultimately, I guess, the investigators uh, making a decision about whether or not those things are related to the intervention itself. And that's always a cha- challenge, I think, with trials more generally, but and with digital interventions, when it's part of a, a broader programme of care, how can you isolate... And, and realise, you know, was this something that was triggered by the VR or was it something more general? So I would imagine there'll be some interesting papers coming out about that after the trial. And how applicable is it going to be, to think, to other people with social anxiety rather than social anxiety plus psychosis? Yeah, I think that's what's been really interesting today because over the last year we've been taking this project out to, to people and we've met quite a few people within IAP services who've said, can we use this within IAP? It would be great for people with social anxiety. And I think that's clearly the aim. But I guess the question is, uh, can we start doing that now? What sort of evidence of effectiveness or safety do we need to be collecting now before we can perhaps start trialling it in in, um, IAP services? I I don't see why we can't start that process now. And I think that will probably happen over the next six months, year or so. I was a bit disappointed, I must admit, when I heard the six scenarios because I have terrible social anxiety, okay. but not one of those six ah, for me. That's, and that's really interesting from our point of view, from a, from a research point of view, is how, how, how specifically relevant do they need to be to your experience? Because um, I think that is, that is you know, the thing. If we could build more scenarios, have it more customizable, um, that would be great, but that's really expensive. So I guess that's one of the research questions is, I mean, it is we did try to sort of have a good spread of things it's interesting that some of the proof of concept work was done on tubes and that kind of obviously related to, to buses which are um, more underground trains yeah 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 the underground trains so more, more to buses which is a more sort of the people involved in this project said they go on buses much more than they do on trains or on the tube so but yeah i think it's a really interesting one yeah and i guess vr is the is the sort of shiny exciting digital <laughs> intervention at the moment um how do you kind of see that in, in, in relation to everything else? Because this project's been given all of the money from mm. the I4I. What, how, how many million was it? Four, four million? Four million, yeah. Um, and there's a lot of other interventions mm. that are thinking, you know, why have we put all our eggs in the VR mm. basket? What's your thoughts on that? Yeah, no, I, I think it is. It's certainly something that people are talking about a lot. But what is exciting about it is that it does have the research evidence to back it up. And the aim of this project is to collect that trial evidence but also the fact that the, the price of VR kit has just come down so much so that it is, a, it is an option now for the NHS. And I guess, you know, we're, we're a big project. We have to demonstrate uh, the effectiveness and the success into, into clinical services. But I think hopefully it will provide a bit of a blueprint for other things to follow. Um, I think the reason why we got this, 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 um, this, this large amount of funding was... You know, it, it, it is people with, you know, severe mental illness. You know, the cost personally to the NHS, to society is huge. So, you know, it's a high um, 
potentially high benefit intervention so I guess it perhaps justified that high investment and I guess the question for us is always things that are potentially um, cheaper but then potentially maybe not as tr- transformative ha- research is really expensive so how can we justify the the investment to prove the benefits of those as well I, I do think it's an interesting question yeah it's a really exciting project thanks very much for sharing it with us no problem mm-hmm.